0: Today, we're sitting down with Lindsay. Lindsay, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Jacqueline. I'm excited to be here. So, let's start out with you introducing folks a little bit about who you are and what you do.
1: Sure. So, I am a multi passionate entrepreneur, I'm a personal brand strategist and a coach. I also call myself a creative visionary a thought leader, a speaker, and I am an aspiring author. Um, My mission is to empower women to rise above the noise by stepping into their power, speaking their truth, telling their unique story, and sharing their message with the power of personal
0: branding. Nice. And this is not Hmm. a walk that you ask them to go on that you yourself haven't. You've had quite the journey to get where you are right now. Absolutely. (laughs) You've experienced burnout. You've experienced, you know, needing to find clarity on what it is that you truly wanted to do in this world. Can you speak a little bit to that? Sure.
1: So, gosh, where do I start? Um, We can go all the way back to high school, but I'll try to keep it uh, just to the highlights. So, um, you know, I've never, I was never cut out for the traditional or the conventional route. And it took me a decade to really understand that and to stop believing that there was something wrong with me (laughs) and to really embrace being multi-passionate as a blessing and not a curse. Um, You know, going all the way back to college when we are kind of forced to choose one particular route that never sat well with me because, um, you know, at the time I really wasn't understanding or like the, the whole concept of being multi and being able to pursue multiple things was not even in my <clears throat> mind yet. I thought there was something wrong with me because I felt I was very indecisive and I could never, whenever somebody would ask me to make you know this decision of like okay well what do you want to be when you grow up or what you know um, major do you want to choose in college and I was always paralyzed with making that decision and so you know here we are over a decade later and I just I feel like you know that was definitely one of the driving forces that allowed me to finally step into to my calling into who I really am and to stop like I said having this belief that there was something wrong with me and so <clears throat> to kind of touch on a little bit about more of my professional career um, you know I went through the motions as well for many years you know I don't want to say I was a job hopper per se like I, I stayed within certain industries um, in the beginning anyway I, I stayed within the, the staffing industry I was in the recruiting industry I worked in multiple different roles there um and then i migrated into the startup world because i really there was nothing about staffing or recruiting that really i was super passionate about it was just one of the jobs that i got post college and i kind of stuck with it um again going back to the whole thing about not really being 100% certain what my calling was so i was kind of just getting a feel for different types of jobs to see if anything would stick
0: You were, you were on the search to find a role that kind of spoke to that, to that motivation and that Mm -hmm. purpose inside.
1: Yep. To, to try
0: to figure out, yeah,
1: like what really fueled my passion, but also, you know, the, 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 the most common thread or common theme, um, of what was missing, and why I'm now in entrepreneurship and I will never look back is that, you know, to me, for people, you know, if I could give any advice to people in, you know, the employment world, if that's where they feel that they want to stay, or maybe they're going through the same motions I went through, is that, you know, we as employees have every right to be in a an environment that is conducive to our success, that is fulfilling that offers us something, you know what I mean? And I, I, I felt like in every role that I was in when I was an employee, like there was always something lacking in those areas. And the last, you know, employment that I had, which, which was with this, which was with a startup, you know, I migrated into the startup world because I thought this is, an, this is innovative. Like these companies are innovative. You know, I helped build uh, a tech startup from the ground up. And I took the job for that, mainly for that reason only, because I thought, you know, this will be an innovative type of environment, my ideas will be heard, I'll have the ability to help, you know, play a role or play a pivotal role in this company succeeding. And I went into it with that mindset. But I, again, found myself just like in every other corporate job that I had being stifled. Um, My ideas were not heard. I was, you know, um, just expected to perform, to produce, and to help the bottom line, and I was just treated like, at the end of it, I was like, wow, I was really just a cog in, in their machine, mm-hmm. and it was really disheartening and unfulfilling, um, but at the end of the day, you know, I, I don't have any regrets, and I've, you know, I've, I've healed from that, you know, because I did need to do some deep healing after that experience, because, of how it was, like, emotionally abusive towards the end, mainly because of the burnout, like, the expectation of me to work X amount of hours per week, you know, they were actually expecting me to be available on weekends, and it was, um, yeah, again, like I said, like, just expected to constantly produce and sell and, you know, help make the company money, like, that's how I was treated. and as a result, I was very burnt out. And I, within three months, you know, I was already like building my my business, but it it was challenging. I had to give myself time and space to heal like my nervous system, my emo- you know, my emotional state, all of those things needed, time and space to heal at the same time. So,
0: yeah. And what was that first step out? I mean, you, you dealing with burnout um, and anyone who hasn't been through burnout, it's, it's, a, it's a physical manifestation of exhaustion and uncertainty. Your confidence is normally just bleak. It's not, it's not high at all. Um, it affects and then-
1: you physically too.
0: Right. And so you decided to step out into the world, into a role that you're defining and into a business that you're building. Um, what, how have you kind of countered the residuals of being burnt out?
1: Um, do you mean, okay. So do you mean in terms, in what way do you mean? Like, how did I heal myself or how did I move into my new
0: role? Well, burnout like can cut. burnout can manifest uh, physically, emotionally, and mentally. I mean, you're completely exhausted mm-hmm. and you're questioning everything. So I'm sure you, and you do have this motivation that, you know what, I'm going to take control over my situation, over what I want my life to look like. Um, but are you still having to kind of deal with the residual of burnout of, well, maybe I'm not going to be able to do this. Maybe I do need to go, maybe I just need to keep searching for that right role with that right company. Um, Yeah. So very, very polarizing.
1: Polarizing is probably the key word that I would use in terms of how I felt, you know, um, navigating my transition. um, But even when I was in that role with the startup for that year and a half that I ended up, you know, staying there, I knew that I, I knew that I was meant for entrepreneurship at the time. I actually had a lot of friends that were all either freelancers or um, business owners, entrepreneurs. And so, but because I surrounded myself with those people and then I started to really consume a ton of content from entrepreneurs, you know, a lot of thought leaders in the space. And I, those things combined, you know, were the fire that I needed to be lit under me. Because um, mm-hmm. before that, it was kind of just a dull, like, flame within me, like, yeah, I want to do this. But of course, all my fears came out full force. But once I saw my friends doing it and they were successful and then I started to consume all of this content and realizing that so many people, like I don't have stats in front of me, but I know that so many people have made the leap and and are even now, obviously. Um, so because of that, I felt like this was the, the route that I was meant to go down. And even though there's so much unknown... <laughs> And it took me three to six months before I really could, you know, get, get some clients. And, even you know, even leading up to that, um, you know, I, I still obviously was healing and stuff like that. And I had to get a few part-time roles. Like I went back into bartending for like two or three months while I was building my business. And so there was no clear cut. Like I went from one to the other, like I was going through a little bit of struggle and you know, I got a severance package from my previous employer. So I was good there for a little bit, but once that started to, started to burn through that, I knew I needed, you know, something to boost my income. But, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it it was really interesting how it happens because, when I first started my business, I was offering, it was more of a service-based business. So I was offering social media management, content and copywriting, um, and brand strategy, marketing strategy, and I still actually have some of those clients, but as of this year, the beginning of this year is when I transitioned into uh, being a coach and offering one-to-one coaching Services and that was a result of me evolving my, my calling, evolving my passions over the last like year and a half. Because I think I've been like an entrepreneur entrepreneur like two years now. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that would be my biggest advice for anyone that's like the number one thing that I ask people when they're like, Well, I, I really want to be an entrepreneur, but I don't know what to do or how to do it. My first question is always. What is your number one skill that you, are, that you enjoy doing that you can monetize? Because really, if, you know, if, you, if you're in sales, if you're in marketing like I am, if you are um, an accountant or in IT or something like that, you can always turn around and and be a consultant and offer these services you don't need to have an employer as your middleman and I think that you know with the rise of the gig economy that we're seeing and we've been seeing this is what's making it possible I mean you could start a business online with virtually little to no capital and I feel like it's it's you know, we're going through such a crazy, chaotic time in the world, but at the same time, there's so much opportunity and possibility out there if you're looking for it.
0: Mm-hmm. And what, when someone chooses to work with you in that coaching realm, what can they expect? Sure. So, you know, this is, again, an, an,
1: an evolutionary process for myself as well, um, but essentially I help. I help women. I work, I work with women entrepreneurs, um, other coaches. I want to work with authors as well. I don't have any author clients yet, but um, basically taking them through the process, the transformation process that I went through um, combines with the work that I do with my social media clients, my service-based clients. So I extracted what I'm passionate out of that and that is really personal branding and the reason I'm so passionate about personal branding specifically is that I used it as my own transformational tool so the year that I made the leap I think it was probably right when I let when I got let go from that company the startup I immediately the the first thing that I started doing and I, I was very consistent about was creating content online. And I love doing it. I love writing. That's actually one of my best skills and I'm passionate about it. So I got to creating my own personal brand. Um, You know, I called myself, I'm sure I changed my title multiple times, but personal brand strategist. And I, you know, I created content to build my authority. And that is one of the biggest pillars or principles that I teach My clients are coached by clients through is, you know, so many of us, especially women, we, you know, we tend to compare ourselves. We tend to see all of these other leaders in the space like making all this money and have all this influence. And they automatically, and I was there too, we all were at some point, you start to get down on yourself because you think, oh, I'll never make it there. Or all your fears come up essentially. And so then you don't make a move and you don't take action. And so with personal branding, it is an intentional process where you are putting yourself out there online. You're not faking it till you make it per se, but you are positioning yourself. If you, everyone, anyone and everyone can be a leader first and foremost. So positioning yourself as a leader, sharing your knowledge, sharing your story, sharing your why, like these are all the little kind of nuances or little pieces that make up your personal brand. And that's what I help. Um, my clients with is we create their personal brand identity and um, it's essentially pulling out all of the highlights of you, but also positioning yourself for where you want to go. So my future self, you know, like I see myself as, you know, this leader, this authority in my space, really um, helping to empower women as well. Not just, so my coaching is not just like we're going to create a brand identity and then you're done. No, it's, it's the transformation process. So, um, coaching them through that, coaching them through their fears, because I will tell you, like, it, it, it doesn't ever go away. Like, I went through, I recently went through a, another major up level, because when I first decided to be a coach at the beginning of the year, I was scared shitless. Like, I, and I didn't really know why. It didn't really, like, it just felt like in the, in, internally, like it was kind on of my stomach. Because it's like, I knew that this is what I wanted to do. And I know that I want to like help women like transform and change their lives. But again, if we allow ourselves to focus too much on ourselves and not what our mission is and who we're here to impact, that's when fear, a lot of the fear creeps in. So it's about being able to kind of, I don't want to say separate yourself, but take so much of the pressure you know we are our own worst enemy sometimes so taking that pressure and that focus off of ourselves and focusing it on our mission and who we're here to impact has made like a huge difference for me and that's a daily process sometimes that's this isn't another thing that i've learned recently is that our growth is not linear it's more cyclical Especially, you know, as if we're intentionally trying to up level and continue to, you know, just stand out as this leader and then of course, you know, attract financial abundance and success and impacting lives and building the life of our dreams around our passion and our business because that's really what it's all about. Like it's, there's, there's so many different like layers to it that I am, you know, I'm still navigating. Right.
0: So, <laughs> and you said that you're an aspiring author. What's your, what's your book? <laughs> Good question. Um, yeah,
1: it's, it's, I've been approached twice now by book coaches and I don't feel it's the right time yet because I mean, it could be, it could be, I don't think I'm avoiding it because I'm scared, but I just, I don't want to focus on too many things at once. Cause like I was saying before, yes, I'm multi-passionate. So sometimes to, to, to my detriment, I can try to like go after multiple projects or do multiple things and not finish any of them. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to stay focused on building up that kind of, you know, building up my client base, having a steady stream of, of income from that before I jump into other areas, however, um, yeah, I want to say, as as far as the book goes, probably within the next six months, I'll think about starting it, but again, like, I want to, I want to stay focused on the coaching first, but it's funny that you brought that up, because I, I already have two other ideas for like projects that I want to do in the fall one I want to do my own virtual summit because I've been I guess a presenter guest presenter on two summits now in the last few months and so I really am thinking about doing my own
0: and I may even start a podcast (laughs) wow and you bring up a good point though that um, that you you understand that you what your tendencies are and taking on too much and then losing focus on self-awareness. Right. So, so mm-hmm. that, that's a huge, a huge part of that. And I'm sure it's a, uh, it's a big part in your, in your coaching practice as well is really honing in that self-awareness. And, you know, we talk about self-awareness, but the acceptance of what you're becoming aware of in yourself and learning how to yep. leverage or hone or modify what that is so that you're, you're positioning. I like the word that, that you're saying that you're positioning yourself, um, in line for achievement of what your goals are. So it's very, very, um, very in line. Absolutely. If people want to find you and work with you, where can they, where can they go? Sure. So um,
1: I don't want to say all social media platforms, but the main ones, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram. I I do have a website. My website, I'll be honest, is positioned more for like my social media um, side of my business. But you know, you can see, you know, I I do have blogs that I put up there regularly. So if someone wanted to read my content, but either way, the quickest the quickest way to reach me would be through social media and I can provide those handles to you and, um, my email as well.
0: Awesome. And we do have those and those will be in, um, all the show notes so that you can get to get to meet Lindsay and and work with her if you'd like. Mm -hmm. So I like to ask all my guests, um, if you could leave the audience with one piece of advice or piece of wisdom what would that be
1: um i would probably have to say you know just in the spirit of i guess what we've been talking about (laughs) is that you know fears are normal Fear, you know, fear will never go away. It's, it's it's about working with it versus against it. You know, if I learned anything over the last few months is that, like I said just a few minutes ago about being our own worst enemy, it's, that's what builds up the internal resistance. So understanding that everything that we're experiencing is normal and to, you know, find a way to establish a healthy relationship with it versus... Being, you know, creating that resistance within your life and then, um, you know, create a vision for what you want your life to look like.
0: Thank you to all the sponsors of the Embry podcast. Without you guys, we couldn't keep bringing you shows week after week. Special shout out to our co producers, Jay Beam and T Martin. You ladies are amazing, and your support means the world to me. If you'd like to be a live audience member, you can find us at www.patreon.com forward slash Andree. You'll get to see and hear all of the interviews before they hit the airwaves, get access to Q&A and bonus content from and with our guests. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.